daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where I've always been the guy who doesn't necessarily get it with women. A woman would say to me, I like you, I want to go out with you, you can ask me, and still I'd question it, did she mean it? For goodness sake, I told you to stop reading my fucking diary! <laughs> that was a quote from Kevin James on women. <laughs> <laughs> so from Hitch? What's it from? No, just on women, it says. Oh, it was just like, him on about women? Like a magazine, maybe? Us Weekly? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Remember when that used to be quotes we'd do? Yeah. <laughs> just doing quotes from Us Weekly or US Weekly or whatever that's it is. His... No, but that's 13... This is an article on Ranker.com. Best Kevin James quotes. 13 things Kevin James said better than anyone else by Stuart Chuyu in 2019. That's the well, number one quote on women. It has 261 votes. I mean, how, how, who are we to argue with Stu Chu Yu? And... <laughs> he's, he, all that Stu's added to this is, you aren't alone, Kevin. <laughs> God, what a lovely bit of journalistic integrity. So welcome to the Sandler Pit. I am Luke, and this is also another Luke. And this is a podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler film or TV show or appearance. Well, that's at least what we used to do back in the good old days. Uh, now we're just... <laughs> now we're just doing run, everything. Running on steam. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, actually, you know Kevin James, Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Um, oh, yeah, that's what we're covering. It was produced by Adam Sandler. It was produced by him, so there is yeah, a connection. So, so. so we're doing Paul Blart 2 today, a sequel to Paul Blart, Mall Cop, which we've covered uh, in episode, I don't know, I'm not going to check. I think it was episode like, um, I think it's fair. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, Adam Sandler is an executive producer. So again, we do have a credit, but not an appearance. Mm. So it's something. I don't know. I, I mean, I know we're going to watch it, but like, I had no anticipation, excitement or anything for this one. No, me neither. I don't feel anything right now. No. Um, for me, all Paul Blart's good for is like the odd gif. Yeah, on his little segue. It's funny for te- two seconds, maybe. Oh come on! But you like, you like the the first one where you could say like you were comparing him to me, saying yeah, he looked but you like had me. A little bit of hair then. Paul Blart's not bald. <laughs> I could wear a little cap. Blart. Blart, you know, <laughs> I mean, he's probably wearing a wig in this, maybe. So because you have a picture on your fridge, I don't know if it's oh, still yeah, there. Oh yeah, yeah, it is still there. Yeah, it's sun bleached <laughs> now. <laughs> he has a horrible sun-bleached photo, uh, picture of me that he drew. Photo. It's a Polaroid. Of, of me having sex with Paul Blart? The sex is implied, yeah. You're naked on the front of his... No, behind his Segway. Behind him, him. Hunched over, pushing with, it. With a rainbow flag over his face. Yeah, he's got rainbow flag on his face. And you've got crosses for eyes. Yeah, so I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I think your eyes are just closed. But um, <laughs> there's a speech bubble that says, oh, fuck, I'm having a blart attack, I think. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Really good art. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in the Instagram stories, I think, when this goes out, for sure. 
Yeah, please. But, yeah, that, it's been that's... there for weeks. My in-laws come around, my parents come around, they see it. No one really we... says anything about it. Weeks? It's probably been like a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah a long yeah, time. Like a yeah. <laughs> it was there before you got married. The only person that pointed it out was my dad, I think. I think I drew it when you went to Tanzania so I could remember you. Well, I went to Tanzania in 2019. Was that was before... What was the... Oh, Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck it was hell, that one. Yeah, yeah, it was Costa Rica. <laughs> so, January, at least. Yeah, yeah, it's been there this year. A long time. Bloody hell, we're nearly at January again. That's nearly been a year. Yeah, that's that... the way it works, isn't it? I've done nothing. <laughs> it's all oh, the cycle. What a You've joke. Loads, man. you lost your hair. I've lost my hair. <laughs> I've back about... in with your nan. <laughs> I've moved in with my grandma. Oh, good luck. Like... A little peek behind the curtain. We've started doing real boys. We just had the first episode come out last. The last episode we did was that. And also we recorded it last night and we were on such a fucking hype. Mm. And now we've come, we've got rid of our virtual backgrounds of like workshops and stuff. And we just like both look grey. <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> You're oh. on your way on holiday. So we've had to rush it. I'm not on holiday. Both... I'm working. Yeah, all right. Where are you working? Costa Rica and Tanzania. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Mallorca. Mallorca, however you say it. How long are you in Mallorca for? Literally like five days, four days, I think. It's not long. God, you're all over the place. You're like Adam Sandler in Hustle. You're fucking yeah. everywhere. No, I'm like him in Murder Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Seating prawns and driving, driving fast, fast cars. cars. Oh, I had so many prawns. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're rushing this recording in for the intro in... Mm. Just in the middle of our, our working day. Yeah, it's a bit naughty, really, isn't I it? I know. I, I just got off a, a, a bloody Zoom call with my uh, the head of my department because I'm moaning <laughs> because I haven't been given a pay rise. <laughs> Everyone else <laughs> Don't has. do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I literally am, do nothing. I am quite quite pissed off because they've given everyone in the whole organisation a pay rise if they started before July 1st and I started July 3rd. <laughs> so I'm like, what is this? Why? The new blood. He's <laughs> not getting a pay rise. Yeah, uh, but I can't really moan because I am just doing this. I'm taking my lunch early to do this. It's, it's half 11. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's that's not too bad. It's all right, yeah. Do you have anything you want to say about Paul Part 2? Well, I know your big concern is that the love interest from the first one's either going to get killed off or like recast or something. Yeah, and definitely. I just read the first line of the plot synopsis by accident and... <laughs> No. It had the big D in it. No, <laughs> shut up. Oh, divorce. <laughs> point of death. No, much worse. Divorce. Oh, what? So you spend the whole first film getting them together and then you just divorce them off screen. <laughs> this is so shit. <laughs> yeah, it's rubbish. Oh, God. It was nominated for so many Teen Choice Awards and didn't win a single one. Yeah, I also saw that it was um, built as a uh, to receive a tax credit from Nevada. So they made him an incentive to film there. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's filmed in... It's in Vegas, isn't it, I think, this time, for some reason. Yeah. I hope it's still a mall, though, because it is called Mall Cop 2, but if he's in a casino, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah, me too. You know he's going to be, though, isn't he? And I bet he'll drive it into a lift, the Segway. Yeah, he'll drive it into a lift. Uh, he'll knock a lever <laughs> with it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, win... Or someone will a win jackpot. big... Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, it'll be him and an old lady like, oh, I won that. And she's like, I've been at this machine all day, son. <laughs> She'll hit him with a handbag. 
yeah and then he'll go past a craps table and he'll say usually I deal with a different kind of craps or something like that maybe someone will throw a turd at him (laughs) (laughs) so this is also um, there's a podcast as well Till Death Do Us Blart uh, oh, yeah. where they review it every Thanksgiving for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And they've apparently critiqued it for fat phobia, misogyny, and plot holes. We need to look out for those plot holes. And the misogyny. And the misogyny. Oh, we're uh, always looking out for that, aren't we? Have you seen some of the weird trivia on this on IMDb? I think I've told you about it before. I haven't, no. I think that it's from that podcast. I think people have just added it. But there's one that says a producer has stated that a character called the Shadow Man was going to appear in the film. <laughs> yes, I remember you saying this. The character was going to be a godlike <laughs> being who put Paul Blart through his trials. After a great amount of discussion, it decided that they would remove the character to keep it grounded in reality. Surely that's from that podcast or something. Yeah, that surely. That can't be real. In an earlier cut, it was made explicit that Paul Blart was an indestructible man tormented by his inability to die as he lost everyone he ever cared about. It was cut for time and can only be seen in bits and pieces throughout the film. You know what that smells of, mate? That smells of Stu Monroe. Remember when he went... (laughs) So we have a listener, and he went through every single Adam Sandler bloody IMDb page, and he put some trivia in about us. uh, And, yeah, we had people messaging us didn't we <laughs> be like oh we heard this <laughs> it caused us nothing but strife <laughs> I had to be like no I didn't date the, the shadow man <laughs> <laughs> to do a statement to the sun yeah it was terrible wasn't it, it no was I didn't think weeks. that going overboard was one of his best films ever actually <laughs> stew that's libelous yeah libel we will get you I will <laughs> chased him on your segue <laughs> but yeah I I don't know maybe I am excited to watch this in some weird way I am just because I mean what have we done recently we've done um, Pinocchio yeah we did Pinocchio which was nothing to do with this we did um, Paulie Shaw which was terrible and Jack and Jill was and we did a commentary we so pay attention to yeah we we like Joe Dirt we had a good time yeah, maybe this will be fine. I mean, it's got like four out of ten on IMDb, but like it's, it's been fine. too long since we've watched one of these sort of films that actually is like Happy Madison and one we haven't seen before. So yeah, we need to do some know. more old school stuff, like um, from twenty fifteen. Yeah, and I'm doing a I'm doing a game. I don't remember the last time I did a game in on this podcast. If I'm honest. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, it's probably Joe Dirt. It's been ages, ages. So, and I remember putting effort in. I'm going to put effort into this one as well whilst you're on holiday. Do you know what's mad is that it's really hard to keep a podcast going, even when it's only two de- two episodes a month when you're both working and stuff. We really didn't realise that in the pandemic, did we? So um, instead what we've done is we've started a new podcast at the same time. <laughs> We're doing three different episodes a month. But the thing is, during the pandemic, I was working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've signed for my next possible job, and the earliest it could start is the end of January. And I finished oh, yes. my current one at the end of November. Yes. Okay. All so of I might December. Be off for two months. All of December, January. We are not stopping. Yeah. We're... It's going to be like a fucking steam train. Yeah. We're <laughs> going to get a year of these out ready because I really did enjoy our January. Uh, well, I didn't because that I was at having... time when we were doing like yeah three episodes a week recording wise. Yeah, because I was having like pretty much 
what can only be described as like a full-scale mental breakdown. <laughs> I, was, I was leaving the country, and then I, I, the, was it the morning I was leaving? I was yeah. recording a review of Hotel Transylvania Four. That was so weird. Yeah, what a, what a thing to do. God, yeah, I was that would so be unwell. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was so devastated on that day because I think we did that. I went to sleep. I woke up at like 5 a.m. and I had to move about 100 boxes to my grandma's. Like, did, And I've got a Nissan Micra, so it took me forever. And then uh had to give my keys back, then sort out all this paperwork, go into my like work oh, and sort, sign off some that. forms. I hate that so much. All of that. I hate then, then go to the airport <laughs> to then go I... on a flight. This is where me and you are so different. Like when yeah. I look into my edit folder and I see that we've got like no recordings, I'm panicking. <laughs> and I'll send you like eight messages in a row and you just don't respond. <laughs> I'm just there <laughs> crying. <laughs> yeah, because you you panic by being proactive. I panic by like Putting solemnly <laughs> solemnly sitting alone in the garden. It's got to be something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I know. We both like... cope in different ways and neither of them make any sense. I know. I've had a mural that I've been drawing of puppets for about a month <laughs> and I just can't do any more of it. I'm just going oh, mental. God. Just can't draw, can't do anything. And I like I'll open it in front of me and just stare at it. And just not do it. I can't do anything. Oh god. At least with mad. this you can just use my blot attack picture. I mean I, I want to do I want <laughs> to do it, but you've I think you've got in my head because you've told me I need to do a Paulie Shore is dead. Oh yeah, we're still waiting for that. <laughs> oh god. The massive fucking album cover you want of it. Sergeant Peppers. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> it would annoy me so much if instead of doing the Sergeant Peppers thing you sent through just Paulie Shaw as the baby from the Nirvana album cover. <laughs> that'd also be good. <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. I, I want to see the Sergeant Peppers cover. What else is there to say about this? So it's just Paul Blart too. Last time we saw him, he took down Bobby Cannavale in a terrorist cell. Yeah, inside a mall, I think. I thought Bobby Cannavale was like his mate. I thought that was the, like the his the Wasn't stepdad the to his children. Villain, no, but I thought he was the stepdad to his kids. I thought You're they made Ant Man. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think that's in Ant Man. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I mixed up the plot of that and Ant Man. <laughs> no, because in that he gets smaller, and in this he gets bigger to be strong. <laughs> he grows. Oh um, God. But yeah, that's it. So in this one, after six years of keeping Maul safe, Paul Blart has earned a well-deserved vacation. He heads to Las Vegas and his teenage daughter with his teenage daughter before she heads off to college. Oh, it's nice that you're going on vacation as well just before we uh, we do this. Your, your third of the month, is it? <laughs> but safety never takes a holiday and when duty calls, Blart answers. That's what I'm going to be a bit like <laughs> editing when I'm abroad. <laughs> um so when we watch a kevin james film we have something called the um the james journal oh, yeah, which is a, a mock-up of our sandler scale which you can get on our instagram uh, at the sandler pit and it just has a list of tropes that appear in adam sandler films like big shorts uh coca-cola uh, logo on screen bikini mm-hmm. babes that sort of stuff and we're gonna count how many times he lies how sexy the Geppetto is. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, God, I'm crossing streams. This is why no one should ever do more than one podcast ever. And then we're going to decide if it can go in the James Chamber of the Castle or if it'll end up uh, rotting in the Sandler Pit with uh, with Paul Blot 1. 
where do you think this is going to go? Oh, I hate to say it, but I do think it's going to be in the pit. Uh, it already feels like a pit film, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does feel like that and a very tropey film at that. But who knows? Yeah. Like It might be quite fun. Yeah, the tropes are hit and miss, aren't they? Sometimes when there's loads of them, you can't help but like it. But a sequel to a film that already wasn't very good, I'm getting Juice Bigelow 2 vibes. Oh, dear. Um, so if there's nothing else left to say, then uh, please grab your segue, grab your moustache, grab your security guard outfit and grab your torch because we're going to go uh, get some to British chips. No, <laughs> casino oh. chips. <laughs> Grab your casino chips and fight that old lady off that machine. That's going to give you some money any minute. Yeah, I'm going to put it all on black. Jack Black. Is that a betting thing? (laughs) I think so. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Looks like we got ourselves a sticky situation. And we are back. We've saved them all yet again for the second time. (laughs) We've watched Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Luke Thomas, what is the plot of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2? Well, kind of against what you just said there, uh, there's no malls in this. There's probably a, a mall for about three minutes. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so we're taken out of our regular setting and we're in a casino in Las Vegas. I've guessed this for every single one of these films, which are a sequel. Yeah, she doesn't even make an appearance still of interest from the last film. No, uh, not a fresh one anyway. Not a fresh one. So there's a bit of a... What's it called when it's footage from the old one? Archive? B- bit of B-roll. Yeah, archive. <laughs> archive footage from the first uh, of the marriage from the end of the film. Uh, but then it's revealed that six days later, she then filed for a divorce when she discovered that she didn't like him. And he's just had six like miserable years of death and loneliness. Yeah. And it's the advent of his uh, only daughter leaving him and going away to college. Uh, and then he'll truly just be completely on his own. <laughs> <laughs> Who's at the door? <laughs> it's a new segment. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hello? Yeah, thanks. Luke's got a parcel. Uh, Luke's giving a parcel to someone now. It's all his illustrations of naked Paul Blart. He has a buyer who lives in Essex who comes um, every couple of weeks. Uh, he needs to get new erotica. I always think just if you've got one piece of Paul Blart erotica, that'd probably be enough. But this guy just won't stop. All right, here he comes. <laughs> uh, you, you, you just walking in doing the uh, the SNL Jason Sudeik, Sude, fucking hell, I can't speak. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis fucking walk back. I was just, yeah, I was just telling the listeners what you were delivering. Yeah. Um, Your Paul sending... Blart erotica. <laughs> No, I was sending off the sock puppet that you made on Rubens last week <laughs> to one of our listeners. I don't know why you insist on lying to our listeners when I have it right here. <laughs> oh, God. God, the inside of his head is so sticky still. Ugh, for the cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's so horrible. Like, his eyes are... All right, whatever. We're not on real, boys. Oh, no, his eye fell off. Oh, fuck. Put an eye patch on him. i'll glue it back later but anyway as i was saying so his daughter's leaving him uh to go to college and he's just had this really miserable miserable couple of years uh but then he gets invited to a conference for security guards across the u.s and he decides to go and obviously trouble follows him luke what did you think of paul blart 2 it's a very inconsequential film (laughs) 
It meant nothing to me. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. It was a weird one because I was watching this and I do think that the fact that we haven't really watched many of these films for a while or like we're spacing them out a lot. It's like a total opposite mm. of in January when we watched like eight of them in one week or whatever. I think the fact that I'm not watching them that often is making them seem kind of funnier to me. And I really hate to say it about this film that I know is bad but fucking hell, it made me laugh loads when it started <laughs> off. And then it stuck around a little bit too long in the middle and sagged a little bit. And then, I don't know, like by the end, I wasn't really paying much attention. But there was a bit of a novelty to the start of it. I don't know why. I was quite happy to see Paul Blart again. There was like these weird, this weird opening scene where like his mum gets hit by an ice cream van or whatever it was. Uh, I was like, bloody hell, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like this one was a bit like, avant-garde or something <laughs> right explain that a bit lynchian there's a five minute sequence when a man plays piano while he fights a bird yeah that was that wouldn't be bit, out of place in like twin peaks or something there's like the bro the character his brother plays is really good <laughs> <laughs> he's got this mad hair that you used to have <laughs> where his hair's like escaping from his head He's got mad teeth and he just speaks funny and like he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't do anything. But there's a few times where I was watching this and I felt like I was drunk or something. It's not a film though. Like there's nothing really to it. But yeah, I had a weird one with this. I've made like no notes either. And it's kind of just like, I don't know, it's like this film swam into my eyes and then just disappeared from existence. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a journey, I think. I don't know why. What did you think of it? I'm really glad you said that because I also really quite like this. <laughs> was, weird, isn't it? I was feeling like because basically, so my my little brother Joel um, has started listening to the podcast weirdly because of the uh, Paulie Shore episode because he wanted to <laughs> listen to us talking about White Christmas from 1995. Oh yeah, and, and now he's gone back and he's like listening to them on shuffle, and he had two Dracula erotica episodes in a row. And he was like, what the fuck is this? But then he's, he's messaged me and he said, I think that you've got like Stockholm Syndrome. What episode was mm. it that he was watching that? Blended or? Blended, yeah. And I think it was because in that one we were quite, um, we weren't very critical and we were quite complimentary of mm. just kind of nothing. Uh, and I've been kind of aware of that and I was aware of that whilst watching this. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Why, why am I laughing so hard? There was one bit of this, which we'll get into in a bit, where I laughed so hard, my I was sat with my grandma and I was watching it with headphones and I went like, ha ha! <laughs> she jumped out of her fucking skin. Oh, <laughs> did you have to show her what it was? I didn't want to show her what it was because it was an old lady getting punched. <laughs> she might have thought it was a threat. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> it really, really made me laugh. There was quite a lot of times where I was really laughing at this. But again... It has become a little bit more of a novelty. We've not really watched these in a while. Mm. And I've just come off watching like the London Film Festival. I've been watching like The Banshees of Inner Shearing, Glass Onion, uh, The Whale, which is the most sad film ever. Oh. So there's been a bit of brevity, but it's been a lot of art this week. And um, just a nice little do dose of blart. And it's really um, it's thrown a number on me. I, I was laughing, but again, like you say, it's shit. Mm. And it's not good, and it's it's barely a film, and most of it doesn't land particularly well. But I, I was surprised how much I was enjoying myself. Yeah, I think I'm kind of the same. I haven't watched a comedy film apart. 
the only ones I watch are for this podcast, literally. Like, <laughs> in the last few weeks, all I've been doing is watching TV because I feel like there's been, like, a new show coming out every day, pretty much. What have you been watching on TV? House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, She-Hulk. She-Hulk's a comedy. It's a sitcom. Not funny, though, is it? <laughs> um, I liked it. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it, but I didn't find it funny. I think that was my big my problem with it. There but... were bits. I liked that Madison and character and some yeah. of the odd, like the weird magician. There's odd the moments that made year me old. Yeah, that was pretty good. And and for some reason, I've been watching that Wrexham documentary that with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelney. Oh, no. It's actually quite good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. But I... um, my whole problem with that is that when they bought that club, I was like, what's this for? What's this about? And now it just seems like a little bit weird and sleazy. These Hollywood types coming in and throwing money at things. It was just a bit like, Ugh, gross. Well, you clearly haven't watched the 18-part documentary on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't seen it, so I, I it's should worth watch. watch it. Yeah. It's quite, it is quite funny. But it's, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone listening to this? Let's just have a chat about anything else. But yeah, just in general, I haven't really watched many comedy films lately. So, I mean, I don't. I feel like I still kind of have them because I don't know what this is. It's, it's not smart. Right, don't... It's not clever. Yeah, but... but did you laugh? Oh, yeah. How many Constantly. times? In the first five minutes, probably about eight times. Yeah, I laughed a lot <laughs> of the opening too. Um what bits in the opening were making you laugh so much, do you think? He got slapped by a little boy. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was <laughs> I think that was I just amazing. really liked the fact that they were like really hamming up the tragedy of Paul Blart. Yeah, I'd say that even more so than the last one, this is an exceptionally tragic character, an exceptionally tragic film. So like a few seconds in, you watch him get divorced and then his mum get violently killed by a uh what is it a milk truck or... i think it's a milk truck yeah she doesn't even <laughs> speak i don't think she just dies yeah she just dies she gets hit by a car there's a lot of cut really violent moments in this film <laughs> which were kind of funny i don't know why they're yeah. making me laugh and um yeah so she dies horribly and yeah there was just quite a few moments where in that opening which were yeah really really sad and tragic hmm but there's also this weird sort of self-awareness as well that they've taken from the first one where he actually says the word like blart so many times, like keeps referencing himself. Like it's like they knew that he was such a hit the first time around that now there's lines like Paul Blart had officially peaked. He says that in like the voiceover. He says, um, we're all big, we're blarts. There's so many things about blarts in this and it's like, it's like they were almost trying to paint like a legacy character. You know, like when they keep saying they're going to make yeah. a John McClane film or something. I feel like they need to do that with Paul Blart. <laughs> they need to bring what him prequel. back. prequel. Yeah. <laughs> What's that thing he says? Um, oh, yeah, he says always bet on Blart, which is where it's just in his focus on his face. That's a yeah, good line. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of that sort of thing. Just loads of stuff about being a Blart. I don't know. What is it about this, though, that you do that you do kind of like? For me, it's got a very... I, I hesitated saying like, because it's mm. probably like, I don't know, a one-star film. Oh, yeah, it is, uh, it is poor, isn't it? It's poor, yeah. And we I can't reiterate that enough, that it's not good. But also, I really like the villain, Neil McDonough. Is that oh, his name? I thought he might have been maybe a bit of a weak link. 
Oh, okay. Well, we're about to have an argument. Um, (laughs) For me, he was one of the better parts of the film. So he's played by Neil McDonough, who was, as anyone will know, (laughs) is Dum Dum Dugan in the MCU, but more importantly, (laughs) is Damien Dark in Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. (laughs) So he's the villain from uh, Arrow season four. He's like a mystical man who can't die. And then he ends up joining the the League of Super Villains or whatever with John Barrowman's Malcolm Merlin and and Reverse Flash. Because basically (laughs) what happens is Reverse Flash gets raised from existence, so he's just a time remnant. So the time remnant then has to go back, and he goes back in time before Malcolm Merlin and Damien Dark eventually die. So then he uh, gets them both into 1920s New York, and they end up uh, meeting uh, Al Capone. Uh, And then they decide to set up the League of Supervillains. But all the while, he's actually been pursued by um, the reincarnated body of Zoom, uh, who has now become a reaper for the the speed force, and he's actually a time remnant who actually can't exist outside. So he has to constantly be running away from, from Luke Thomas. His eye, God. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do your little. I'm uh... here to give you your virginity back. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do your little <laughs> fucking impression of Gandalf. <laughs> Luke Thomas, I'm here to take your virginity away from you. Stop doing this, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I watched all of them in 2016. Did you? It's really bad. And it stuck with me. And he was a really good part of it. Do you know he what was... he looks like? Have what? you seen that there's a second Boss Baby film and it's got him when he grows <laughs> up? <laughs> That's what this man looks like. He does look good. He's like... always in a suit as well. <laughs> he is. Uh, and he was also a villain in Desperate Housewives. So anyway, yeah. I'm a big fan of this guy. And he's in this and he's hamming it up. He's so evil. See, that's the thing I was kind of missing. I thought he was a bit bland. I didn't think he was hamming it up enough, and I like him as a villain. He was Robin Van Gogh. (laughs) Yeah, but he wasn't doing anything. There was a bit when he, like, he had two different coloured eyes for no reason. And instead of there being some (laughs) sick origin behind it, he just goes, look at me, I'm evil, I've got two different coloured eyes. (laughs) That made me laugh. Which was good. (laughs) I did quite like that joke. I like that bit where they're both trying to see who's more insane than the other one. Both like barking lines at each other. God, this was a. So anyway, that he died was a by an oatmeal cookie getting rubbed on him because he has an allergy, which yeah. I quite liked. And they end up putting this grotesque like a uh, thing where he's just covered in boils. All these little bubbles on him. Yeah. Does he get killed? I, f- I think he must do. Yeah, because he said he's like severely allergic to them. Yeah, he must have gone into some level of severe anaphylaxis at that point. If he didn't have an epipen, he was toast. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they're on a rooftop in Vegas. I don't think anyone's got an EpiPen up there. (laughs) Famously, one of the hardest places to get EpiPens is the rooftop of a hotel in (laughs) Vegas. Uh, But no, I I liked him. But again, I think it's because I like the actor. I think he's always a bit silly and knowing. You'd never see him playing like a really believable character, would you? He's just good at this sort of thing. No, I can't imagine seeing him in anything like... very CW. Yeah, he is very CW, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, no. Look at Wentworth Miller. (laughs) Look at that guy from She-Hulk who was in Arrow Season 5. He was Prometheus in Arrow Season 5, and he was really good. Who's he in She-Hulk? He's She-Hulk's mate, you know, the one who works with her at the law firm. Oh, I was so glad when he wasn't in, like, three episodes. Oh, you don't like him? The random, like, Jersey boy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what's going on, She-Hulk? Yeah, do you not no, like I did him? not like him. He's annoying. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he was really good as Prometheus in Arrow. Anything gets put in front of you, you'll just eat it up, won't you? 
<laughs> I'm joking. I have got a problem. Uh, I haven't caught up on these in years, but I do have a bit of a fondness for them. It's like mm. if I saw, like, I don't know, Christopher Eccleston in something, I'd be like, oh, it's the Doctor. <laughs> okay. Do you not get that feeling? You don't like Doctor Who or anything, do you? No, not really. Or anything. I like what do something. You, what do you like? <laughs> um, I like reality TV. <laughs> you're trying to appease your new friends i like um, um married at first sight that's the real reason why i've not been watching films i've been watching that i could i could imagine you fucking sick it. god is good so we get a little bit of vegas action but do you think that the setting makes much of a difference in this film absolutely nothing like no. this could uh, it's making me think as well it was originally set in a museum yeah because... that's what i was kind of thinking was it originally set in like the louvre or something I think so. Like, there's a very bland plot about a load of art getting stolen, but they don't do anything with casino setting at all, except no. for a few of the little show pieces that are happening in Vegas. Mm. Yeah, there is like one or two sequences, but they are ones that kind of feel like they could be easily picked out of this. The mm. bit of him dancing on, on stage, that could be anywhere, couldn't it? Yeah, exactly. There's one bit where he gambles away all his money and loses it in like 10 seconds. Mm. Um, have you ever been to a casino? I went to one when I was in Mallorca last week. I didn't. Oh. I had a beer in there. I didn't really do anything else. <laughs> I've never really gambled. Yeah, me neither. I, w- I once went uh, to a casino in Sheffield. I feel like I said this in the intro. Did you? And I, I lost my money to a man with one leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say I'd remember that. I probably would. <laughs> I went with uh, my friend James Smurden from Lincoln oh, yeah. University, and we went because we were doing some interview for like some third year shit in mm. Sheffield. So we went to you Sheffield did tell Casino. Us this, I think. Did you go yeah. wearing a suit? I went wearing a suit, thinking it was like Casino Royale, and it was like midday, and I lost my twenty quid, which I brought with me to a man with one leg. Twenty quid, and then I had to leave. <laughs> No more money. The high rollers are in. <laughs> there's, a, there's a uni student with 20 quid over there. <laughs> We're in a Primark The high suit. stakes table. <laughs> I love that. That's, Make so, it that's rain. so sad. <laughs> did you drink a root beer? <laughs> oh, God. They did give us a free Coke. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah. because we, we both said we were driving. So they were like, here's a free Coke. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. This one I went to the other day in Mallorca, it was like... Um, I think it was like four euros fifty for a round of free beers. That's nice. It's unreal, isn't it? You wearing your Hubie Halloween t-shirt? Yeah, I am. Oh. It's just in time for Halloween. Lovely. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see anything when I'm in the cupboard. You can't see what I'm wearing. You just see shoulders. Yeah, I know. You should put a little mirror behind you so I can see your legs. <laughs> <laughs> see my back. <laughs> Love to see your back. Um, so what have I got in my notes? Downs root beer. Where's the mall? See, I was already feeling the absence of a mall. Gary Valentine with the Luke Thomas trim. I've put that. Yeah, so Gary Valentine's in this as another uh, security guard mm. at this security guard conference. And yeah, he's he's quite good in this. So there's Yeah, quite... this is the best we've seen him, I think. Yeah, I agree. There's like a band or a little gang of uh, security guards. So it's him and his wife. Uh, and yeah, he has my hair circa 2021. Yeah, <laughs> like, great. Really balding. But yeah, great. <laughs> thick fuck off. Um, and yeah, it's him and his wife. And then there's that guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he, he was the one that was in Here Comes the Boom as well, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. And he keeps falling asleep and he and he's wearing a cape. 
That's his yeah. character. Yeah, I did. I found him quite funny as well. I'm not going to lie. It was like every time they were doing like a speech or they were at a show and stuff, it just panned around and he was always asleep. That is a running joke. It's simple, but it was all right. It's better it's than fine, a lot of the yeah. other running jokes. The cape thing, he says, they're like, why have you got a cape on? And he's like, I just came from a haircut. He's <laughs> <laughs> halfway through getting his haircut. Yeah, that's good. And I don't want to give it too much praise, right? But I did write. So there's a bit where there's a fight sequence between all the security guards and all of uh, Neil McDonough's like army of mm-hmm. art thieves. And I wrote, this is like Joe Wick. Uh, <laughs> Joe Wick. Joe Wick. <laughs> Joe Wick's workout. <laughs> oh my God, did he just do John... 10 star jumps? <laughs> <laughs> John Wick 3. <laughs> Not Joe Wick's. It's, it's kind of like in between both. <laughs> Joe Wick. <laughs> But I really yeah, love I the thought the idea of Joe Wicks being in a uh, John Wick. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> Using skipping rope to whip a man. I heard you kill my dog. <laughs> it talks like that, doesn't it? Did you do one of the Joe Wick workouts? You you come you fuck, come across mate? as someone who would in early lockdown. What do exercise and stuff? No, like in early lockdown to keep yourself occupied and not. I watched some of the Joe. I watched all of them, the Joe Wicks. I didn't do them. <laughs> you just watched, just watched the same. Like, fuck, he's fit. <laughs> <laughs> look at him go. Fucking hell, look at that air. But no, I did like the um, the action scene. As, as stupid as it was, it was a lot of like just people getting thrown around and like crap vid- visual jokes. Like I liked it. you got to admit, though, if you paid to watch it, you'd be like fuming about this film. Or if like you had kids that loved it and kept on making you watch it and stuff. But like... As a one-off or as like a sketch, though those bits were pretty good. Yeah, it was it was all right. So like he wh- Gary Valentine whips his belt off, whacks it behind his head, his trousers fall down, he pulls it and it's <laughs> attached to a lamp. He f- and then he throws the lamp at yeah. someone's head. That's really good. Like there's some good like blocking. <laughs> and then that guy with the cape gets flipped over onto his back about three times. So yeah. old. I, I really liked, there was a female um, more The cop, female. <laughs> I can't remember what her name was, but she I think she quite loved, she loved Paul Blart, basically. To be fair, we haven't named any of them, and that was her defining feature. Yeah, she was a woman security guard. Uh, her name was uh, L- Lonely Love's character. She was Donna Ericone. Alright, yeah, see, she made me laugh quite a bit. I really liked when um, when Paul Blart was doing the speech and she was just watching it and crying in the audience. That was funny. <laughs> But in that action sequence, there's a bit where one of the goons is trying to fight her. They run, they leapfrog off of another person's dead body, and then they try and kick this woman and they just bounce off because she's, like, fucking indestructible. Like, she's probably the toughest of them all. Yeah, she she clotheslines one of them. I think Paul Blart's trying to make his taser work again and she just punches one of them in the face. Yeah, and, and she, she's, I think she's she holds good. one by the leg and slams him into a wall, which is always a good move. <laughs> I'm trying to look at my uh, my notes for this bit. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, there's a woman who grabs, gets, jumps on top of Paul Blart and he, like, throws himself backwards and wiggles on you and he wiggles oh, on yeah. her and you can hear her bones break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> I wouldn't want it very first. <laughs> Nobody cared who I was until I was the mall cop. Um, what was who's... That? <laughs> who's the other one? Who's There's the another other one. There's some blood. Oh, it's Nic- it. Nicholas Turturro. No, Nicholas Turturro's there, but he's not one of the, the Avengers. 
Is he not? He's not one of the mall cops. I think he is. He is, but he shows up right at the end. He's the worst one out of the mall cops. He is the worst the one out of the mall cops. The much stronger. But there's, you've missed one out. There's one guy who has a lamp, and he's there like using a lamp as a weapon. Oh, yeah. Who was he? So Spin around. I don't care. The names, <laughs> the, na- the names of these characters are all actually quite good. Gary Valentine was called Saul Gundamut. I did write Saul Gundamut is one of the best that <laughs> is good. names I've ever heard. <laughs> Apparently Jared Sander was in this. Yeah, he is. He's. Uh, I, I didn't see him. He's at the party. So there's that that lovely boy in there. His oh name yeah, Lane, played by <laughs> Disney Channel's David Henry. Yeah, from oh. Wizards of Waverly Place, nonetheless. He's in Grown Ups as well. He's Ted Mosby's son. That's mm. who he is. Right. Um. So he is at that party with um, Paul Blart's daughter, and then she goes missing, and then he's like, "Oh, has anyone seen Paul Blart's daughter?" And then some random guy goes, who? I don't remember anyone. And he's like, this guy's drunk. She just went that way. Was that Jared? Defining line. Yeah, another good cameo from Jared Sandler. I put that on the show. No one for the real. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real boy. Um... (laughs) (laughs) When are we going to just watch his show reel again? Remember I downloaded it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I put it in my... uh... Potential contacts if I ever make a short film. I'll get in touch with Jared. I'd um, love you to make a short film with Jared. Yeah, it would be good, wouldn't it? So who else have we got on the cast? Jackie Sander, she appears as attractive lady, according to the credits. Yeah, so she's in this, and then some drunk guy hits on her. And yeah, then she, he's, Nicholas she's Tertero. Like, Nicholas Tertero, and, he go, and she goes like, oh, this is disgusting, this horrible man. And then Paul Blart's like, haven't you ever thought that men might be lonely? Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe drunk Black men should hit it us. And then she goes, "Yeah, you're right, Paul. Sorry." <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Cheers, was Paul. That? <laughs> Cheers, Paul. Thanks for coming. Hope you still makes it into the castle. Defending like <laughs> just horrible, sleazy, depressing men. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely up to no good at that moment. That that Nicholas. Yeah, um, he's no good. What did you think of his daughter this time round? I thought she was fine. Um, yeah. She's she's all right. She's so she, she, her thing is that she wants to go to college, but she's scared that her loser dad is going to be like upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked little bits with her. Like there was a bit where they're locked in that room, and then she smashes the snow globe and gets the copper wiring out of it. Yeah, and then uses like a an, a battery to like MacGyver her way out of a door. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, like that she clever. was like his apprentice. That was quite good. Yeah, it's quite He's like making her take everything. She basically had a utility belt, didn't she? That he made her take out. I don't know why, but I feel like this is one of the rare times. Usually it's that the actors look a lot older than the kids that they're actually supposed to be playing, and it's always a bit jarring. Like, do you remember we said it about Big Daddy? He was like, he looked about six, but he was acting like a three-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. In this, I thought that, even though I think that actress is like our kind of age, so she is older, but. I kept on thinking that um, she seemed really young and she's like talking about going off to like university or something. Yeah. And I was a bit surprised because she's got quite a squeaky voice and stuff. But like it kind of just fits with what Paul Blart's like, doesn't it? Yeah, you're right. I I, I didn't really uh, notice that much, to be honest. That whole yeah. subplot is super boring. Like, um, yeah. And she's fine, but I didn't really... I, I honestly didn't think about it once except for that one bit where she breaks out of the room. And I mm. went, ooh, that's clever. 
There's not really much else to say, is there? What are you talking about? There's absolutely <laughs> loads to talk about. I have so many notes. I'm trying to work out what point to bring up next. All right, let's go through them chronologically. Right, so there's a lot of segue uh, use in this. There's a lot mm-hmm. more tricks. Yeah. There's a bit where he's showing off how good he is on the segue and then he gets hit by a car. Yeah. Did you like that bit? It's well, funny. yeah, of course I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does he do his own stunts? Is he really oh, that good? I doubt it. I don't know. It, must, it cuts it? away to someone with like a six pack riding the, uh, the Segway. But if they did, how are they doing it? He must be that good. Is it not like CGI or something, do you think? <sighs> it must be God. that good. Oh my God. <laughs> he must he, have he's... actually been in that suitcase as well. That bit was really good. Okay, so... <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I kept looking at my suitcase and getting tempted to get in it. So there's a bit and it's a bulletproof suitcase and it's put at the top of a staircase and there's this hired goon that um he's chasing him with a gun yeah so he's chasing him and then he's like edging himself towards the edge of the staircase mm-hmm. and he falls and he smacks the guy on the head that man would have immediately died oh yeah i reckon so he's a big bloke old paul blart yeah then he then tumbles out <laughs> smashes through a window and lands in a pool <laughs> his whole body would just be jelly <laughs> they open the suitcase his moustache just floats to the surface in his wig there's this red goo <laughs> his body wouldn't exist anymore after that but just they, his uniform does he jump up and he goes I lived another day or something. yeah something like that <laughs> I love see that scene is quite funny just in general because it's such a shit idea it's so stupid but I really like that there's that shot of his the shot of him inside the suitcase because obviously he's not in a real suitcase but just the fact that they've got him like curled up inside half of a thing just the thought of him being like in a little studio in like a dark room and there's one person filming it pretending that he's flipping over and stuff that's funny is good. You're not right. listening, are you? I can I'm, always I'm, tell when you're not listening. I'm looking up Segway Stunt it's like Man. I'm looking at the corpse of Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Just he's got a beard and he's dead bald. in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard about what happened with Rasputin's body? <laughs> <laughs> they gave they got, him a new heart and sent him to Sheffield. And they got him and like they tried killing him and it really fucked up quite a few times. I think they had yeah. to shoot him a bunch and then like. I think he Poisoned was stabbed him. and like drowned and stuff. Drowned, and yeah. Living. And they threw him in the ice. So basically years later, like 50 years later, they found his body in the ice. And they went, oh, here's his body. Let's burn it. And then they set it on fire and it sat upright and, <laughs> and pointed a finger. <laughs> and apparently it's because like all the muscles had like, tight- tightened. Yeah, so it made him sit upright. That's amazing. Uh, isn't it? But all the soldiers like shat themselves. <laughs> um, Around this I'm... frozen dead man from fifty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for ignoring you. I was just trying to find. <sighs> I'm just trying to find out if it was a stunt man. There's just no information. Online. Yeah, I don't feel like there will be much about the making of this film. Sadly, but it says Segway stuntman scene. There must have been a a double or something. I reckon if you looked if you watched it back and looked in the credits, I reckon there'd be some stunt men, surely. There's a few stunt credits. Randy Beckman, Dan Bradley, Scott R. Fisher. Yeah, they're saying a lot though that you fell for it. it must have, I know, it must have I mean some bloody good work. <laughs> the magic of cinema. I was like, it must have been Kevin. <laughs> You're like, fucking hell he's good on that segue. <laughs> Him in the case. <laughs> um 
him fighting the big bird that was um... that's the bit i'm talking about when it felt like a, a lynch film or something it was such a weird scene i couldn't yeah. stop laughing because it, <laughs> it wasn't connected to anything there wasn't any dialogue for like five minutes it was yeah, beautiful it's like, it's like a silent silent cinema <laughs> My wife said, oh, this is like a ballet. And then, like, a few minutes later, he was in a ballet. So, like, I don't know ballet, if it was some yeah. sort of weird foreshadowing for that, but it was it was, it was, was weird, wasn't it? Well, I guess one of the henchmen killed by that bird later. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's sort of teased... He fights the bird and teases it and, like, sort of encourages its bloodlust. Yeah, so he just wants like, to this fight is what anyone. he could have. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives him to a... Yeah, he gives that man to him. Um, what did you think of the speech that Paul Blart delivers at the conference? Again, that scene, it was making me laugh, but I don't really know why. I haven't made any notes on it. Why, have you got big thoughts about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, security chose me. This is so depressing. It could be an A24 film. Yeah, it is depressing. Uh, it was and funny then... that, I think it was more like the audience reactions that made it funny, like the woman yeah. crying and the man being asleep and stuff. I like the bit. Really added to it. I laughed at the bit where it's like the old lady can't find her car in parking level F because she doesn't have a car and oh, there's yeah. no parking level F. It goes, it goes up, up to D. D. <laughs> Iconic. I, one of the common factors I'm noticing here is that the only times I laughed was when old women... Yeah, old <laughs> women were in pain. Humiliated or or hurt himself. <laughs> so I laughed a bit at that. I, I really laughed when the mum died and I really, really laughed when he punches that old cleaner in the stomach. <laughs> she's such a sweet woman <laughs> and yeah. he's investigating because his daughter's been kidnapped and then someone comes around the corner and he punches her so hard mm. he gets her straight in the ribs doesn't she's he? like ah <laughs> like, what's the she says um this shifts the focus from my arthritis <laughs> <laughs> oh it was just out of nowhere it really 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 made me laugh yeah it was funny it was funny I hate to admit it, but it was. There's a little bit of a, a romantic subplot in this where it's a woman who works at the the casino who is in love with Paul Blart inexplicably, mm -hmm. and he's just kind of like, yeah, you need to, yeah, don't, you don't want to go out with me. Ugh, I'm, I'm not into you and stuff. Um, yeah, but again, he's got some sort of like, I don't know, like Jack Reacher style ability to be like, there's sweat on your upper lip. I can tell you're into me. And he's like picking apart all these little things that she's doing. Yeah, he does do a bit of a Sherlock Holmes stuff. And he's in really this. good at it. Yeah, he's like really good. Like, isn't the point of this character that he's shit? Yeah, he's going to tell him when a woman loves him. I like the bit where he uh, comes in and he's just been in the pool. He's really wet. Oh, not the pool. He's been in the ballet, but he got yeah. wet. And he comes into the thing and he's and some guy's like, oh, let me take you to get a towel to dry off. And he's like, stop right there. I know that you're not real because uh, those buttons on your shirt, they're rivet brass <laughs> and they came out of surplus 20 years ago. You're maybe 30, so you'd be 10 years old when that happened. So <laughs> he like works out this guy's a villain. That was he's, re he's really, really smart for a few times in this for some reason. <laughs> and then really next thing you know, shit. he's in a suitcase flying out of a window. <laughs> or like hanging under a melting ice cream. <laughs> He's the, he's the the most inconsistent character ever. <laughs> if he was switched on all the time, he could solve like any crisis. I think that's the problem, I guess, with this film. If we're taking it seriously, is that there is an element of 
this is a very very depressing tragic character who literally as soon as his daughter leaves he has no friends he has no loved ones and mm. he has no nothing to really live for he's in a yeah. dead-end job and everyone hates him but also wish fulfillment he's an action star every woman loves him and and he could he has superpowers and he can <laughs> get kicked by a horse into a car and he'll just bounce back and so it's this weird balance of a uh, quite depressing tone but also wish fulfillment hero and it's a mm. bit odd isn't it yeah it's very odd and he even meets mini kiss yeah he meets mini kiss <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird running joke yeah Is i didn't reckon know. that's a real thing do you want to google it <laughs> <laughs> mini kiss hire them for the show <laughs> what's going to come up when you google mini kiss a uh, band mini kiss oh they're a band they a are tribute. real they're made up entirely of little people the founder was band leader joey fatal uh, from Good New name. York City, the same place Kiss started. Oh, of course. I thought I'm they started in up. Detroit Rock City. <laughs> <laughs> the same place Kiss started. They made an appearance on Game Show Network Revival, I've Got a Secret, and Lip Sync Battle. The band tours regularly playing venues ranging in size from 100 to 1,000 seats. The band made a cameo on the TV series Zed Rock and also made a cameo on some Dr. Pepper adverts nice. until uh, Fatale or Fatal died in 2011. Oh god! But they still do tours, yes. and this is af- this is after that. So. Some could say that he suffered a fatality because he died. <laughs> oh, that's really horrible. <laughs> we need- we're actually so horrible about death on this podcast. Do you ever think we're horrible about what? About death. We always when? make it a little joke that someone's dead. Oh yeah, should we do our in memoriam section? <laughs> um... No, there aren't any new ones. Let's get back in. Pain is my co-pilot. Is a line that Paul Blart says. I don't remember that bit. That's I don't know the nose. context. It says, Pain is my co-pilot, Blart passes out. Oh, it must have been when he they finally remembered that he had like diabetes or whatever it was. Because the whole film, they don't reference that illness. Was it hypoglycemic? They do. They reference it at the start. Right at the start, but then they but... forget about it for a good hour and ten minutes. And then he passes out. And he passes yeah. out, yeah. yeah I wanted him to be struggling with it throughout the film. Because he's you... inconsistent. We've, we've mentioned this. That's a good sign of him being inconsistent. You know what? They do set up a few things, though. And they do have a payoff. So he has a special fork that vibrates yeah. uh, to stop him eating so fast. And then later on, he builds a bow and arrow with it <laughs> to kill a man. Yeah, he and then he pulls a man it. to death with it, doesn't he? And he says, looks like we've come to a fork in the road. And then shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> what a film. That was quite, that was really funny. <laughs> it's actually and one of the funniest just, things you've ever seen, isn't it? And he's just take he, he throws all those marbles at that guy, but it yeah. doesn't work. And then he just starts tasering him over and over again. Mm. Yeah, the guy keeps getting up. Yeah, is it like a non-lethal taser or something? Yeah, because there's a bit where like oh, he's God. like, "Why have you got this army still?" He was like, oh, "Non-lethal." And then he doesn't look like he's like, right, next time. <laughs> I need to make sure I do a lethal. Next time I'll kill someone. <laughs> Paul Blart the murderer. They also, another thing that they set up and then deliver in full force is the incredible vehicle that, I think, is it Gary Valentine's made it? What, has he made segue? it or is he, prese- yeah, he's showing it off. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? He's like, you want to come in here and then they don't show it. Paul Blart goes into like a little curtained room and they don't show what the vehicle is. Yeah, and that blue light appears. Hell, what could this be? <laughs> it's like the uh, the suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's exactly like that. You're like, oh my god, it could be anything. 
but of course it's just a segue <laughs> it's a really good one isn't it's it it's like it a like... batmobile segue i was just it? about to say it looks like the tumbler <laughs> the dark Knight. that's definitely what they were going for it was good to see him on that though and like again he drops being bumbling for a bit when he's riding that around he's like making headshots with that beanbag gun He's doing everything. He's pretty good in that moment, to be fair to him. He is good. I like the bit where he's having to... I don't know what that's called. Where you move like this. What's that? Hand, no hands. Uh, not hand glide. <laughs> what is it? Where oh, you... zip wire. Zip wire, yeah. He wears zip wires. <laughs> All right, we're going to stop there because what you did is you just raised your arms above <laughs> your head and you said that bit where he moves like this. <laughs> and you had your hands up, like Steve Buscemi in Grown Ups. <laughs> he does that. <laughs> zip wire. <laughs> Yeah, he zip wires, but you just put your arms up. <laughs> Anytime someone puts their hands up, do you think they're about to zip wire? Someone's right. reaching for the top shelf. All right, show, all right, Mr. Fucking Mime, show me how you would mime someone zip wiring. I wouldn't need to mime it because I know what the word is. Fuck but I would, there. I would probably do this. No, what? What? You've got that amount of a position <laughs> that you're up like this. So he just showed me like like fists in the air, like a 1920s boxer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's Let like. This it hangs. No, it's not like that. Stop doing that. I was Stop just it. yawning. I wasn't zip wiring. <laughs> I was yawning. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no, zip wire. But anyway, um, he zip wires and they get stuck in the middle, and it's really exciting. And then mm-hmm. the bloke who's in it, who I can't really remember anything he does except he cries at the end. He gets shot in the back. Oh yeah, the one who's, it seems like he's a villain, but really he's just jealous because that lady fancies Paul Blart and he fancies that lady. Yeah. It's always good when we don't know any of the characters' names and we just call them that man, that woman. That man, that woman. (laughs) And then we're getting on to my favourite cameo appearance of the film. Uh, a man who I do not know, but he had a plastic face. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> who is he? <laughs> and he doesn't speak. He doesn't speak. He doesn't have a line. And then I met the man himself. <laughs> he says yeah. that in the voiceover. Yeah, he says the man himself, but I'm like, who the is fuck it, is that? Was it Barry Manilow? <laughs> it looked like him, didn't it? <laughs> it's basically the the hotel that they're in that they show a load of times. Let's say it's called like Flynn Hotel or something. It was something like that. It's Mr. Flynn, yeah. Yeah, it's the guy who owns the hotel, I suppose. I guess it's like the equivalent of meeting like Paris Hilton's dad that founded Hilton or whatever. One of those sort of people. Yeah, I'm looking at cast and I just can't find... Right. Yeah, Steve Wynn. He's like the equivalent of, like, for us, if you were to meet William Travel Lodge. (laughs) (laughs) Or Gregory Premierin. Yeah, I really like Charles Holiday. He's (laughs) my favourite guy. Uh, No, Steve Steve Wynn, an American real estate developer and art collector. He's known for his involvement in luxury casino and hotel industry. He oversaw the construction operation of several notable Vegas hotels, including the Golden Nugget. (laughs) Great name. Uh, The Golden Nugget, the Mirage, Treasure Island, the Bellagio, and Beau Rivage. Mm. Um, I guess if we'd known more about, like, America and stuff, maybe it would have made sense then if he's, like, a known art collector. Oh, my God. (laughs) On February 2018, he stepped down as CEO amid accusations of sexual misconduct, including (sighs) harassment assault and coercion here we go in may 2022 the u.s justice department filed a civil suit against Wynn, seeking to compel him to register as a foreign agent for lobbying donald trump and his administration on behalf of china 
vagina. Next, you're going to tell me that Rudy oh, Giuliani yeah. from Anger Management's a He's a bad bloke at all. <laughs> nah, no one better than that guy. No one's worse than that, Mayor Giuliani. Jesus, yeah. Oh, my God. So I've, I've gone to his legal uh, issues. I'm not going to go through it because I don't have time, but it's so long. <laughs> it's so long. Oh, Why is it any time that there's like a cameo in these films? As soon as you really go on Wikipedia, bad. they have a controversy section. <laughs> yeah, controversies, legal issues section. But no, uh, I'm I don't feel as bad for saying he's got a horrible plastic face. But mm. he just appears out of nowhere. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And he gives Paul Blart loads and loads of cash. Yeah, he shakes his hand, and there's like no dialogue. It's literally just like it could be a still image for all I like took in from that moment. I bet it was like a a clause in the in the contract, it's like you can use my hotel, but I have to appear in the film. They yeah. probably shot a full. I bet they shot a full scene, and the directors were just like, "Just do it. We'll never use it." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just had about fifty lines, but let's just cut them all. Um, so then the film ends. Um, they've ended the romantic subplot, which was shit. She goes off to college, and then he meets a lady. Yeah, that little end sequence. She's a. Are they called Mounties? In Mountie, yeah. on the horses. I think so. Um, I find that law really stupid. Um, Jaywalking. So, yeah. So all of our American listeners, what the fuck is that law? Mm. Yeah, it's you just stupid. you need to do it sometimes, don't you? Yeah, I could cross. I could go out and cross the M1 right now. And no one's going to tell me off. Yeah, and if you die, there's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, he put 50p in you today. You are being dark, you're edgy, you're wearing horrible. a hoodie. I'm you're being really rude. Mood. I'm sure I put my hood on. <laughs> yeah, God. I'm in dark Just mode. Care of bullying people. <laughs> you can't go over your massive head. head. It's, the head. it's not my head, it's the headphones. Your head is like three times the size of a normal person's head. <laughs> How could you say that? How you look right now? <laughs> you cheat. Yeah, that's, that's actually so rude. I'm actually going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I still right. hear you. Can you hear me? The edge, edge Lord has entered the chat. You do look edgy. You look like a person from Anonymous. I look like a ring wraith. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, jaywalking is a stupid law. It is a stupid law, isn't it? Um, and he gets in trouble, but then he says... I'm an officer of the law, which he's not. He's not. He's a he's security not. guard. Yeah, because he failed. We saw in the first film. So she gives him his uh, her phone number. He then pats the horse on the bum, and then the horse kicks him into a car really violently. At which point he becomes cartooned. <laughs> right, here's my theory. <laughs> there isn't a Paul Block 3 yet to confirm it, but... He died. That... <laughs> Paralyzed, like, from <laughs> the neck down. You never see him move again. No. You see him talk, and he and says... his voiceover's like, all text-to-speech, like Stephen Hawking. Could you imagine? <laughs> what does he say? He's like, oh, I'm in pain, but I've never felt better. He can't feel below the neck. He's fucked. Yeah, you would be from that. I mean, he's, his body fucking slams into the car, and, like, doesn't the, the window on the car break, and, like, the door shatters? The car breaks, like, shatters. So you've got the impact of that. You've got the impact of a horse hoof right on you. Mm. He gets violently booted across the street, and then um, you never see him stand up again. No, it fades to black. Yeah, it does the fade third... to black, doesn't it? <laughs> it could... <laughs> reckon it the goes... third one could take place. It starts at his funeral. It's about his daughter taking over from him. Oh, God. That wouldn't be good. 
That would um, be one of the worst directions this could this series could take. Yeah, end the trilogy how it started. Don't do that. Um, have I ever told you a story about my dad and the horse? See you perk up there. You were about to zone out. <laughs> yes! God, tell me about your dad and the horse. So my dad used to always go to like watch um, Arsenal play football. Mm. And obviously like any football game, there's always like loads of police about and stuff. And there was police horses. And my dad is the least troublemaking man ever. Obviously, you know him. Apart from tossing the odd shit, he doesn't really do anything wrong. Um, and <laughs> he's there at this football match. At, I think it was at Highbury, so before Arsenal moved to the Emirates. And he's he's just walking along with his, I think, probably my uncle that had a go at you at the wedding. The one whose girlfriend you saved. I saved his girlfriend's life. Yeah, it was probably the two of them. And for some reason... A horse just took a dislike into my dad, bit him on the shoulder. What was he wearing? Like a vest or <laughs> naked shoulder? Yeah, he's wearing a string vest, and when the horse bit it, it fell down. <laughs> he ripped it. No, I don't know. Probably a football shirt. Football I'm not shirt. sure what he was wearing, but um, it didn't like. As far as I know, there's no scars. It didn't. I don't think it hurt him or anything that much, but it like it just bit him on the shoulder, and. <laughs> For some reason, his work knew about this, yeah? His work found out. Maybe he went with a colleague or something. And then when it was my dad's 25th anniversary of working at the company, they commissioned a fucking cartoonist to draw a picture of the horse biting him on the shoulder. And he's got a like, painted, hand-painted picture of my dad getting bitten by a horse. <laughs> of all the things they could get him. for, Or it was like for a big birthday or something. Fuck they off. did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you've got to show me this picture. It's a really good photo. It looks like something by, like, it's got a bit of, like, a Quentin Blake kind of look about it. Oh. It is a really good piece. For the alternate for this, I might do a, I might do that drawing as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Paul Blart getting bitten and my dad at the same time. What is it whenever we watch a Kevin James film that we start talking about your dad? Yeah, I don't know. Even about him that reminds you of him or something. Big, I don't know, big and bald. Yeah, maybe. Should I try and... What I'll do is I'll message my dad and I'll ask him if he can take a picture of that photo because he must have it somewhere. Yeah. But it's so good. I just love the fact that it's bad enough that the horse bit him, but the fact that then it got, like, immortalised in this painting. Of all the things, like, (laughs) celebrate as well. It's like, oh, we'll celebrate by doing a... 25 uh, years. (laughs) Hand-drawn painting of this thing that really embarrassed you. Quarter of a century. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I bet he didn't like it as well, did he? Bet no, he, he loved it. Oh, did he? He really okay, loved good. it, yeah. Because it oh, wasn't me lovely. and you doing it, so he was okay with it. Yeah, if it's like me drawing him throwing a dog shit, he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. What the hell? It's literally yeah. the same thing. <laughs> oh. And he didn't have to wait 25 years for me to do one of them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It was like, what, seven years after it happened? Fine, not that much of a wait. Yeah, I might have to draw that. Oh, God, whilst I get IMDb up, have you got any more stories about your dad? What's he up to? Um, I don't know, I just saw him the other day, he's lost a lot of weight again. He was wearing a cardigan that once belonged to my granddad. My granddad passed away like six years ago, so I don't know what my dad's doing still having this. But um, Actually, no, even longer, in first year of uni. But my dad just looked like an old man and it made me quite sad when I saw him. Oh, how old is he? Not that old. 50s, yeah. 55, maybe? Right, my dad the other day... 56, he's 56. My dad was round at my grandma's the other day and and he was like 
in the evening, he got into like some trackies. They were my fucking ex-girlfriend's trackies. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing wearing these? <laughs> and he was like, what? I just found them around the house before they'd be comfy. I was like, that's what so I went out with years ago. <laughs> Jackie's like, but she must have just left. <laughs> He's just wearing them. <laughs> He's been shagging her, hasn't he? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out. <laughs> oh, God, it really made me laugh. He was oh, like, oh, I thought, I thought they were yours. <laughs> <laughs> They're bright pink. They say juicy <laughs> They're on really the bum. small. <laughs> Juicy Couture. <laughs> Dad, didn't you think it was weird when they had no pockets? <laughs> I didn't know, son. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, Fucking hell. Right, uh, IMDB. <laughs> I really like the idea of your and dad in his rock band <laughs> wearing Juicy Couture tracks and Velour. <laughs> Oh, God, that'd be better than what he does with these fucking gigs. He has, like, really? a shirt. He's cut, the, he's cut the sleeves off a white shirt, like a granddad shirt. He's cut the sleeves off it, so it's like a vest now. And he has a V that he's sewn onto it himself. And, yeah, he's so embarrassing. <laughs> and I, I had to go the other day to a gig that he was doing because uh, he wasn't home because he was, like, away. But he was performing in the evening, so I had to set up all his equipment. But I don't know anything about music. And oh, literally, God. his music equipment is so shit. <laughs> it's from, like, 1981. It's all rusty, his microphone stand. <laughs> he was like... And all his bandmates were taking the piss out of him so bad. Like, really? Um, it was so bad. It was like, I was like, I need to defend him. <laughs> I mean, horrible. Like, bullying him. <laughs> For his shitty things, his shitty clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, his vest, because of his vest shirt and his like his weird demeanor. <laughs> oh really? Why? What's got, his weird demeanor? Well, he's got like an earring that's there, like on the the bit there. Oh, the cartel is that cartilage? Is that called? yeah? He's got this kind of stuff going on, and he, and like a goatee, and he's just a bit. Oh fuck! It's just a bit mental. He has vegan tattooed on his wrist. He's an what, odd fella. What about when he decides that it's just a phase? <laughs> <laughs> he's eating meat again. After 30 years. <laughs> I can't be I'd love to get him and your dad in a room together. They would They'd not... have nothing to say to each other, would they? Not a single thing in common. Your dad would ask him about football and he'd be like, oh, I don't watch football. Do you know anything about... Lettuce? Oh, yeah. Do you know <laughs> that we should be... What's new in the world of lettuce? Could we shouldn't know? be... <laughs> we shouldn't be eating honey, actually, because uh, they affect queen bee... Fuck off, dad. Honey as well. Yeah, he's against honey. I'm not going to get into <laughs> deep roast of my dad. Should we do that? Um, my dad's getting bitten by a horse in the alternate while your dad plays with his rusty mic. His rusty mic and his juicy guitar. <laughs> juicy guitar bottoms. Juicy guitar bottoms oh, and a white vest with a V on it. Oh, God. He's so skinny at the moment as well. He wears like stuff that I used to wear at high school. <laughs> He's just got all, like really old clothes of mine. When I was like way skinnier, he's like in really, really good shape. Oh my god! Wearing these odd clothes and these weird trackies. But anyway, in such a weird stage of our dads, aren't we? Oh, Mine's god. become an old man, and yours has become a teenage girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It'd be the shittest Freaky Friday ever if you and him swapped, because then it would be like it was the right way round. Because <laughs> I dress badly. I dress like your dad. I dress like an old man. 
<laughs> and he's dressed so youthful at the moment. It's obscene. I don't know. I think I'd rather you, even though I hate what you wear because it's all really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think I'd rather you wear what you wear than wear your dad's white vest. I might get it out for the next juicy one. bottoms. Oh my god, yeah, please. I wouldn't even be able to. Wear, I wouldn't even be able to fit in it. That's when how we I... do our Father of the Year episode, should we dress as our dads? <laughs> That's good. I want to maybe bring our dads on. <laughs> oh, could you imagine the four of us? <laughs> oh, because okay. I uh, I thought it'd be really good if we did an episode where. I invite my dad on under false pretenses. You invite your dad on. And then we both say, oh, we've got something to do. And then we just leave for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> See how, what they talk about. <laughs> It'd be awful. I've met your dad probably two or three times. I don't think I've ever spoke to him, though. You were in a car with my dad for an hour and a half. I know. And he spoke to you frequently. <laughs> no, he just spoke to you. He just spoke to you in the front. And then me, Emma and Jack were in the back. Oh, I'm sorry. But we didn't he, hear him. He was actually yeah, he, incredibly rude. He gave you I a lift. complimented his white vest and everything. <laughs> he gave you a lift all the way from Sheffield Entertainment all the way to to Lincoln, and then he had True. to sleep on my floor because <laughs> oh. his car broke down. <laughs> all I could think when he was oh. doing us that lovely favour was that old guys do truly rock. <laughs> so that for our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> that is the name of my dad's old band, which I'm using the mug for now uh, they're now called the rough cuts uh, yeah are you did, not going to do get your little joke of old guys rock are you not going to do your little joke you did before uh, before we started recording when what I did said I say was... the tough cuts no you said the rough cuts <laughs> <laughs> the rough quacks <laughs> what's so rough uh, about him he didn't get kicked out of old guys rock but they kicked out I think the singer because he was too busy with his <laughs> with his kids no, with his Blues Brothers tribute band. <laughs> oh, and man. He's a, he's a local. You're always going on about how good <laughs> Sheffield is, but it sounds like no one has anything to do. <laughs> he's a local wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, this man has so many hats. And, and like, <laughs> he, just, he had to leave to carry on doing his Blues Brothers tribute band. Or pay more attention to it. Oh, God. He sounds like the old guy that rocked the most. How did they he, did he was the old guy that rocked. That's why as soon as he left, they were like, right, we need to get change the name without the rough cuts. Oh, God. Um, can't believe we started talking about our dad so much. What a horrible section. Yeah, well, Paul Blart, <laughs> this film is all about being a dad. So it's all about... <laughs> it kind of makes sense. He's a loser dad. Pretty relevant. <laughs> oh, no. Should we go on to something else? Yeah, I'm just looking <laughs> Should at we do trip. the next episode? Should we just start it now? Yeah. I'm just looking at the uh, trivia, and it's all like till death do us blart shit. So apparently, I, feel like I need to listen to that. Yeah, I think we should have really listened to it before. Um, Jamie Mace, who was the the uh, love interest in the last one, couldn't mm-hmm. come in because of Glee, oh, so of she was written out of the film. In an earlier cut of the movie, it was made explicit that Paul Blart was an indestructible man. <laughs> that's not in an earlier cut. That's in this one. He literally yeah. does so many things that he should have died from. Uh, it was not screened in advance. Uh, when he's given his keynote speech at the security conference, on the wall is a picture of Gary Coleman, who became a security guard when he became an adult. Uh, the bird that attacks Paul Blart is a grey-crowned crane. Is that Gary Coleman what? Yeah, it, hang on. Gary Coleman was a security guard. I thought that was just in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should go to our verdict. 
No, we've got to do our fucking scale. It's been so long, mate. You don't even oh, know. Oh, yeah, our... the scale, the James Journal. Should yeah. we go to that? Yeah, let's do our James Journal. How did you do on your James Journal? Considering that this film had, like, every one of the tropes, the nine that I had on my list just weren't really cutting it. I think this was... It was an incredibly tropey film, but I only got four out of nine. Hmm. I didn't get a bingo, which was a shame. I got old joke for when he punched the old maid, your favourite moment of the film. That was a good for good moment yeah it was good uh horrible voice i ticked for when he does a sort of golem voice at one part quite early <laughs> on and he goes what a doll <laughs> that wasn't i don't know that's weird um i ticked tonal shift blot fights a bird while man plays piano avant-garde it does shift totally doesn't it for that moment yeah i don't think we've spoken enough about that because you can't really explain that moment people just need to watch it i guess yeah um, watch it on youtube definitely great scene i ticked tragic backstory because um three minutes in he's been divorced for the second time this time in six days it's pretty tragic um didn't tick james sings i don't think he sung in this um didn't so. tick strangely enough didn't tick fast food yeah there's he no fun healthfully but it's not fast food is that right yeah um didn't tick urine no wee wee madness um, that's no wee wee in this no Pepsi because there's... I think this will get to your one probably. I think I might have put Coca-Cola on your scale. But there's a bit where he stood in front of a um, big old vending machine. Like for... I think it's the scene mm. where he's like gearing himself up for something. He keeps walking <clears throat> in front of a fucking vending machine. And I was like, we need Pepsi. But there wasn't any. Um, and I didn't tick big shorts, which is also crazy. Because he's on fucking holiday. Why is he not wearing big shorts? His shorts were tiny. Did you see tiny, it? tiny, tiny shorts. And I loved his shirt, which had like lots of sea animals like on it. Like an aquarium. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I've got a note that says tiny blotch shorts. <laughs> How did you do on your James Journal? Similar to you. I got a lot of tropes, but I actually couldn't get a line, um, mm. I don't think. So what I did get was Coca-Cola, like you just said. Um, misogyny was just because he's so... Uh, I can't remember. There was a there was a lot a fair He's very amount dismissive of it to that woman, isn't he? Dismissive to that woman, dismissive to his daughter wanting to leave, and then also that bit of Jackie Sandler, which was a bit gross. Yeah. Uh, hit in face, he gets hit very early in by a little kid. Um, James scream. There's quite a lot of it, and then yeah. out, outdated reference. I don't remember what I ticked that for, but there's quite a lot of that kind of stuff in these films, isn't there? Yeah, someone probably did the Gangnam Style at one point. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what I didn't get, I didn't get Poo. Um, I didn't get seventies or eighties rock song, really. I don't, I don't remember there being one. Did Mini Kiss perform? Did they? I don't know. I don't think they did. Did they? I don't think no. they actually heard their songs. You just see them stealing one of their wigs. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a dream sequence, and then really annoyingly, because you put this right in the middle, uh, I didn't get Alan Covert. Um, oh. That would have given me multiple lines, but <laughs> but unfortunately, no, uh, yeah, no, no line. Would you not say the part where he fought the bird was a bit like a dream sequence? Yeah, but it happened. It was happening in real life. You've got no proof for that. Put, I can because that later on, death certificate <laughs> killed by blot bird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, what a film. There's only one thing really left to ask. So once again, we're going to see. Luke, do you want to uh, get Paul Blart and uh, segue it all the way back into the beautiful James Chamber of the Sandler Castle, where it will be celebrated with other James 
uh, hits like um, that YouTube channel, I think? <laughs> or will it accidentally whip its belt off, drop its trousers, whip a, <laughs> whip a lamp off a wall, do a thrown onto its back and stumble and trip and fall uh, right into the Sandler pit? <laughs> well, I think it'll rot with Paul Blart 1. <laughs> with every, every other Kevin, Kevin James we've ever seen. <laughs> Where are we putting it? I re- I hate this one. I think this this judgment having to do this because like your brother's words are just ringing around my head. Yeah, I feel like he's riding a little Segway in my mind. Um, <laughs> I did kind of enjoy it, but at the same time, like this was quite a short film and it did feel like it dragged maybe a little bit. It's definitely a bad film. There's no denying that it's not good. It's a bit of a mess. If I ever met kevin james i wouldn't say that to him though i'd say i enjoyed it um <laughs> i think i'm gonna have to go pit because i wouldn't want to watch this again that's the big thing but i don't know i feel like there is like an honorary mention with it when we're talking when we like looking back there are parts of this that i really like i feel like if this and the first one had merged together if they'd put in more of this comedy in that first film and then just left it at that I probably would have been saying that it can be like really low castle, but I don't know. It is just so stupid. Like the plot doesn't start until 45 minutes in. That's when like the break in sort of thing starts. Mm. And I don't know as a, as a movie, like it is a bit of a fucking weird one. It's got a good supporting cast. Well, not good, but funny supporting cast, funny characters, funny set pieces and stuff. But I can see why it's got like four out of 10 on IMDb, I think. I'm going to have to say Pitt, I think, at this moment, but I reckon you can change my mind. I can see a little smirk growing <laughs> in that face. <laughs> my brother's words are echoing around my head as well a lot today. And I did have to pause this in the middle and I went shopping. <laughs> <laughs> That's for, a fa- for face paint and blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did take like a big break in the middle. It is, It does drag, it is boring, but I did really laugh quite mm. a few times and it's just kind of thinking what the Sandler Castle is it's not a gauge of overall quality I never want to watch this again but I never want to watch Ridiculous 6 again or Blended again but I've put them in the castle yeah why'd I put them in why would I put something where Taylor Lautner's getting his penis uh, sucked by a donkey why wouldn't you <laughs> well we that did I... it because to appease Frank Caracci <laughs> yeah we did it to be shills <laughs> but this is funnier than that, I think. And I think that Paul Blart as a character is... I think Kevin James is likeable, and I think he does a good job. Mm. And I did laugh quite a few times. I think if there was more of the action and the silly fight sequences, I think this would be all right. I don't, Genuinely, I'd love to see the third one take like an A24-style twist <laughs> where it's actually really well-written. <laughs> like, really good. That'd yeah. be insane. It would um, be good. I can't see it happening, though. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to judge it because I actually laughed and I was having a good time. Mm. But also, I think you are right. It's not a good film. Uh, we've glossed over a lot of the big glaring problems, like the the script is a bit shite and the story's shit and it's And there's characters that just aren't characters, isn't there? Yeah, and it is quite boring at times, even though it's a 90-minute film. and He's not even in a mall. <laughs> he's never in a mall in the whole film but he's a mall cop he's a mall cop but you don't see him doing any mall copping he's 
Yeah, pit, fine. I'm not going to argue it. it. Let's pit off. Pit, fucking put it in the pit, even High after pit. we spent... High pit, yeah, but we spent, spent ages saying we liked it. <laughs> yeah, we haven't actually Absolutely given ages. any negatives. <laughs> no negatives. Pit, fuck it. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's a sensible choice. It's um, a good effort, though. I reckon the third one could go in the castle if it follows this trajectory, though. Yeah, they're getting better. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. All right, are you ready for then uh, for a bit of a Sandler game? Yes, I've heard a lot of good stuff about this game. Have you got a paper and pen to hand? Uh, yeah. Lovely. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've been talking about this game for a while uh, to you on Messenger. Yeah, two um, days, I'd say. Yeah, a couple of days. And you said that you think that it's going to be a Paul Blart, what do you say, choose your own adventure. Yeah. You were nearly basically spot on. Oh. Um but I was thinking, of, <laughs> I'm sick of thinking of games, right? Yeah, but what same. I'm going to do is, <laughs> over the course of weeks, <laughs> we're now going to play a new game every time I have to do it. Uh, oh, and it's a God. role-playing adventure game called Dungeons & Sandler. <laughs> it was so catchy, that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to do a role-playing game. I'm going to describe scenarios. I've got dice, uh, that so you'll have to roll a certain thing we're going to come up with uh, an idea but basically uh, my first adventure in dungeons and sandler is called uh, journey to meadow hell <laughs> and it's wow. going to be a sheffield based You're from sheffield <laughs> oh uh, yes to any new listeners uh, i am from sheffield and yeah. i'm going to do a role playing game about you being in sheffield oh god um, that is me in hell <laughs> <laughs> So let's play along. We could even have some little sound effects. We'll play as long as uh, is reasonable and maybe I'll cut it off and we'll pick up in another episode. <laughs> oh my God, it's an ongoing one. Yeah, it's going to be up. its own mini-series. <laughs> For weeks and weeks. <laughs> uh, so first of all, I want you to choose your character type. So I have several character archetypes that are from Sheffield. Oh, so do you want to be a coal miner, a steel no. worker, a vagrant, a typical tramlines Arctic Monkeys fan wanker, you a spy yeah me <laughs> a spice head or an orc <laughs> <laughs> yeah the orc you want to be an orc <laughs> okay what's your name luke uh oh wait what your i should have one my character name i mean you can you could be called luke if you want if you don't want to be adventurous gus thunderbus gus thunderbus isn't that the... what he was what rob schneider was called in um bench warmers <laughs> i don't remember something like bench that, warmers that was a long time ago <laughs> So we're going to start our adventure. Uh, you're going to wake up. It's mm -hmm. um, a beautiful sunrise. Okay. You so, playing something? Yeah. No. Can you not? You're going to fuck up your mic. Can you not hear? <laughs> can you not hear that lovely yeah, classical music? It. Okay, yeah. So you're waking up and it's a beautiful morning. Uh, in yep, stop that. Castleton. Yeah, I'm stopping. Okay, so it's a beautiful Is that where morning. your nan lives? No, it's not where my nan lives. Stop interrupting the, the dungeon master. <laughs> so you've woken up. It's a beautiful morning in Castleton. So that's a small town on the outskirts of Sheffield. God, um, you've gone quiet. Can you <laughs> fuck's sake. Bear with me. I'll unplug my mic. Always messing around. <laughs> Playing songs. <laughs> me. Hello. Hello? Again, sorry? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, you just you sound just a little bit quiet. Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, that's better. Is that better? Okay. Yeah, can you speak like that for the whole thing? Yeah, I'll speak really, really, really close to I the think mic. It's, apparently it's actually better if it's your throat. 
so it catches the vibrations. You hear that? What, like here? Yeah, what do you if think I of speak. mine, how that sounds there, as opposed to that? I yeah, think that's, that's, that's kind of nice, isn't that it? That does sound quite good, but then we have to sit and do it like this. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> really, we're, this is going to be an immersive, <laughs> <laughs> atmospheric... All right, so you've woken up, it's the morning, uh, it's summer. The sun has risen uh, in Castleton. You can see the sun reflecting on Mamtor. It's a beautiful sunny sunny day. Uh, you are Gus and you're an orc and you just spent uh, a lovely evening in a bed and breakfast in Castleton. First of all, what are you going to do? You've just got out of bed, feeling hungry. What do you want to do? Feed. Thinking. <laughs> feed. 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 All right, so you uh, get out of bed, you walk down the stairs and there's a uh, lots of different food on the table you've got eggs you've mm -hmm. got you've got some cereals what are you thinking what do you want to eat is there anything related to adam sandler in this game no, <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe later what do i want to eat a dvd copy of the hot chick ah, there there's go. no I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it all connected see there's no dvd copy of the hot chick unfortunately so you've got like eggs you've got toast you've got cereal what do you want I left some untoasted bread. Some untoasted bread. So you then grab the untoasted bread and oh no, you start choking. Good. What are you going to do? Just accept it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to cry for help. You're going to cry for help. <coughs> help! You're trying to call for help. Okay, yeah. it's lodged in your windpipe. What can you do to get it out? Unlodge it. <laughs> Put my fingers down there, I reckon. You're putting your fingers down my there. Orc, my green orc fingers. Okay, so you've got to roll more than... Uh, <laughs> more you don't than know how seven. this game works, do you? You're just I do. So rubbish. You've got, to, you've got to roll. <laughs> For God's sake, if you're going to be nasty, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Right, so you're going to roll more than a seven, or you're going to choke to death. Oh, lucky boy! Exactly a seven. Great. You cough, <coughs> and the bread flies out. You then decide to eat some cereal, and you step outside. And the cough. I I eat what I've coughed up. You've yeah, you've eaten what you've coughed up orc. because you're an orc. Got a feed. A woman, <laughs> a woman walks past and screams, and then what are you going to say to her? Is it because I'm an orc? Yeah, it's because you're an orc. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to say to her? Yeah. Keep it down. There's children in the hotel that are asleep. <laughs> right, your charisma levels are very low because you're an orc. You've got to uh, roll higher than a five before she gets a pitchfork out. Ah. Oh! Easy, yeah, so it's a 10. So she just assumes you're someone from uh, Rotherham and just lets you go on your way. Cool. Most people now today are going to just think you're just a man from Rotherham, even oh, okay, though you fine. are bloody in orc. So you're walking around. You've got one mission. You need to get to Meadow Hall because you need to do a little bit of Christmas shopping and you want to go watch a film. How many people do you reckon have switched off the episode? Oh, who cares? They've already switched <laughs> off earlier, the idea of your dad. Right, so you're in the town. <laughs> you're in the town. Uh, you don't have a vehicle. There's a yeah. bus stop with a bus that comes every two hours and that takes you into Sheffield City Centre. There's also a bicycle um, that you can see propped up that hasn't been chained down. There is a an old Corsa that's for sale for £900. Is that your car? No, I have a Nissan Micra. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth £300. And there's also uh, a moped that was also just around the side of the hotel. Okay. What do you want to do? How are you going to get into Sheffield? And what's the walk like? The walk is probably about 30 miles. Okay. That's not a bad day, is it? Um, <laughs> no, I'll probably go... <laughs> it's a sunny day. I reckon the... Mm, 
it's too long to go on a, to cycle it for an orc. Mm. You know, orcs <laughs> don't go outside as well in the daytime, so I'm already dead. I think. Now you've Jeff, you've there's, there's no sun. Yeah, the, um, when I said sun earlier, it was a very <laughs> loose term of the. T- it actually meant a it's child. A light. It's your sun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I reckon the moped. Let's go with that one. You're gonna get the moped. Okay, yeah. so you go up to the moped, but there's no key. What are you gonna do? Hotwire it. You're gonna hotwire it. So you're an orc. So your skills at hotwiring relatively pretty high, shit. I think. Think you think they're high. pretty high? Yeah. Now I think. What do you think I should roll? Considering I, the highest is twelve. Ah, twelve. What should I roll? What for me to be able to hotwire this car? Be able to hotwire it. Yeah. Nine, I reckon. So you're gonna <laughs> roll a nine or higher. Okay. Oh, you rolled a five. So you've so gone happens? up. You've gone up, and you've tried hot wiring it. You've pulled all the wires out with your little orc hands, and you've tried like connecting the red and the blue wire, and you've zapped yourself. At this point, do I die? Uh, some sh- now nah, you had a little bit Please? of shock. But you're not. <laughs> you're not dead. You're still very much living through this. Uh-oh. At this point, some Chev- Sheffield vagabonds come out of the pub. What have I got my pen and pencil for? My paper. Just in case you wanted to write down character details. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, some guys have come outside and they've gone, Oi! You! Why are you trying to steal my ped? Hmm. The guy gets his fists up and he looks like he's going to cause some damage. What do you want to do? Unsheath my dagger. Unsheath your dagger. <laughs> See? You... <laughs> of course, because you're an orc. <laughs> You've got a dagger. Of course I've got a dagger. You need to roll more than two. No, more than three for your dagger to come up unsheathed. Uh, so you've rolled a seven. So your dagger is now out. On guard. And you've brandished it. And you're saying, I'm going to... What do you want to say to them? Um, I'll probably say something in a different language to, like, to really freak them out. So you've said something in a different language. At this point, the men are quite intimidated. But they decide to start having a fight with you. So they I approach. Thought, I thought no matter you what. could have rolled there and see how that affects them, and it could be like if it scares them, then they'll be like, "We voted remain. We voted remain. Don't worry." All right. So, what do you think I should roll for? A, uh, they're really scared. But then to get really scared and say they voted remain. Um, how how violent are these men? Do we think they're really violent? They've got like <laughs> denim vests. <laughs> <laughs> they got white vests with feet on them. <laughs> 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 These one's, are really hard. One's going to attack me with a rusty man. mic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they're that hot. I reckon an eight. An eight? Okay. Yeah. You've got to roll an eight, and that'll. But they are really hard, remember? Yeah. So you got to roll higher than an eight. Fucking hell. You rolled an eight exactly. Thank God. God. I thought Gus the Orc was going to die today in Rotherham. <laughs> nah, oh, Gus. He's not in Rotherham, he's in Castleton. It's a lovely village in the Peak District. Nah, it's lovely. Google it. Why It'll is this more... man there then? He'll be more immersive because he's at the pub. He's a, va- a vagabond from town. How'd he get there? Oh, yeah, on his I... moped, of He course. got there on his moped with his pals, just all, all of them on there, like the, <laughs> the sheep from Wallace and Cromit. <laughs> Alright, oh, so. Snackering. They've run off. But also, you can't hotwire the moped. What are you going to do? How are we going to get to Sheffield? Um, is there a tram? There's no tram. The ne- the actual transport link from Castleton is really poor. The uh, the bus is probably I can't get once that every bus. two or three hours. Yeah, it's crap. The bike's going to take too long. What was the other option? Well, there was a Vauxhall Corsa for sale. Yeah, but I have no money. I'm an orc. I mean, what? So let's say you want to have a look at the Corsa. You could have a look at it. All right, I'll have a look at it. 
All right, so you start trotting around. Uh, you're looking over at Castleton Castle, which is a lovely sight to see. Again, looking at, at Mamtor, it's beautiful. And you get up to this old Vauxhall Corsa. Uh, so you knock on the door. Yeah. Of the car? No, of the, the house <laughs> where the car is. No one's in there. I'm knocking on the car. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> no, you knock, you're knocking on the, the house. It, it says in the, the front window, it says like, knock oh, we, we live at number six. Um, come knock on the door. And you can I knock at number five instead, though? You want to knock at number five, okay? Yeah. All right, so you start knocking at number five. A ma an old man opens the door. And immediately starts being like, "What? What are you doing here? What's wrong? Yeah. What, do you, what can I help you?" Can I have a lift to um, Meadowhall? Lift to Meadowhall. Oh, I'm having a bit of a busy one today, to be honest. Like the football's on later, and I'm. Where are they know, playing? Oh, it's uh, Sheffield Wednesday playing uh, Nottingham. Why Forest. don't you go and watch it in the flesh and drop me off at Meadowhall on the way? <laughs> they are playing at Hillsborough today, to be fair. Oh, wouldn't go. And to it's that. been a long time. Like, Ooh, wouldn't go to that. You don't want I'm, to go Hillsborough? I'm an orc, and I've heard about the things that have happened there. <laughs> that, was a long, that, was a, that was a long time ago, son. And that was a very rare occasion. But yeah, you're right. It has been a while since uh, since I've been down to watch it in person. But you know, I've got I've got Sky Sports and stuff, so uh, it'll be a bit of an hassle. Um, to be honest, I don't really want to do this without you offering me something in return. Unsheath the dagger. <laughs> unsheath the dagger. On oh, God. So you've unsheathed the dagger. <laughs> the man has thrown his hands in the air. Yeah. He leans his hands behind. Oh no, he's about to zip wire. He's <laughs> got his hands up. <laughs> he leans his hands behind his back and he pulls out a shotgun. <laughs> he's a farmer. He's had one this whole time. Strapped to his back. He holds it. You have got to roll over an eight or the shotgun is getting shot at you. Right. Unless you can Doesn't say something to this me. man. Unless you what? can say something Unless to this I man. Something. What should I say yeah. to him? I don't know. What do you want to say to him? He's he's aiming the shotgun at your face now. He's like, what did you just fucking say to me, you prick? What's that fucking dagger for? I didn't Why say anything. I just got the dagger out. Why have you got that dagger out, mate? What's what's your problem? Um, I used the dagger to take a splinter out of my thumb from when I opened his wooden gate. And I put it away and I say, oh, sorry, I had a splinter. Okay, this appeases the man somewhat. He's not as trigger happy as before, but I'm going to have to roll a four or higher. If he rolls a four, he's going to accidentally shoot the gun. And I die in this game over? It. No. You will never die. <laughs> oh no. This is a six. <laughs> so, you live. Okay. The okay. dagger's but... back out. <laughs> no, no, you're not getting the fucking dagger out. So you've, he's put the shotgun back. He's like, alright, well, you've got to do something for me, mate. Uh... Or I'm not taking him to Sheffield. What are you going to offer me? I don't do anything for free. The York gets down on his knees. <laughs> he licks his lips. He licks his lips. So. And he prays. Oh, what are you doing right now, mate? What, what do you think this is about? I pray that you'll take me. My child is sick. And he's at Meadowhall in the food court. Your child is at Meadowhall in the food court? What, at Oasis in the dining quarter? Yes. He heard there's a, a Taco Bell there. And he's gorging himself. The and man he's was allergic to guacamole, but he doesn't know how to pronounce it, so they keep on giving him guacamole, even though he's allergic to it. Force he can't say no because he can't say it. At this point, the man's like, "All right, okay, fair enough, but I need, I need payment. I need some cash. I need petrol prices are going up every day, son. What can you do? What can you? How can you help me?" I present him with my dagger. 
Wow, an, so an, much. an ancient orc dagger. Full <laughs> of runes. Sassy. Rife with runes. Absolutely full of runes. It's full of runes. Oh, the guy relents. He's like, fair enough, I've got a son myself. Um, all right, fair enough, you, you can come with me in my car. So he takes you out round the back, and he has a really old 1980s, I don't know, one of those minis, but the bits with the wooden... The wooden panels. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, it's really old. Uh, he puts the key in the ignition. The wrong key. Nah, he's, he's in. <laughs> the key is ready, and you're in the front seat. So he dr- starts driving out of uh, Castleton, and he drives towards Sheffield. On the way, you're driving back, and uh, you're driving through the lovely Peak District. The guy asks you, Do you want to get out for a minute and have a little walk? No. You say no. The guy says, "All right, fair enough." My son's absolutely son's full of guacamole, and he's puffing what? up like a fish. So he's a, he understands, but he's a bit hurt at this point. So he carries on driving, uh, and we're driving through Dor and Totley. At this point, you can decide on two different approaches, right? So you can drive on the M1. So we're now in the city centre. You can drive down the M1 towards Meadowhall, or you can drive down the kind of back roads uh, down by Atlas. I'm not the one driving. Why am I deciding? And the guy's go? asked you, he's like, you're new around these parts. Which one do you want? To, do you want the scenic route you're down new. by Atlas? You're new, so I'm going to ask you for the directions. Now nah, I'm just seeing what, which way you want, mate. Like, you have to get lippy with me. I'll get out of the car. You've got out of the car. So you've got <laughs> out of the moving. car. <laughs> Whilst it's moving. You've rolled into traffic and... Um... Perished. No, you've not. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, you chose the one character who can't bear it. <laughs> can't die. You can. You've rolled out and you are currently Crushed. at Sheffield. Tra- no, you get up, you brush down your rags. <laughs> My skin. Your raggy, horrible skin and your horrible, like, white, nasty, boil ridden skin burns yeah, a little bit talking. in the sun. You're at Sheffield train station. Uh, you're right by the, the old uh, salmon statue. Yeah. There's different things. You could go over to the interchange, which is just over the road. I try and eat the statue. <laughs> you try and eat the statue. Yeah, because he's an orc. All right, he doesn't so you, know better. You go up to the salmon, you try and eat the statue. You'll successfully be able to t- bite a chunk out of it if you roll oh, higher yes. than a 10. Okay? Yeah, go on. All right. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. You've rolled an 11. Oh, yes. At this point, uh, Gus Thunderbus puts his horrible, disgusting orc teeth against the salmon, the steel salmon, an iconic statue of Sheffield, and rips it apart with his bare fucking teeth. (laughs) He starts ripping apart. At this point, a local Sheffield bobby comes by. Now then, now then, what's all this up to? What are you up to, lad? I put one finger up to make him wait. While I eat the statue. All oh, right, I thought you meant a middle finger. Okay, so you yeah, put one finger up to wait. This doesn't impress the Sheffield police officer who then unsheaths his taser. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, fuck, I haven't got my dagger. <laughs> it's not your dagger. You're weaponless. What are you going to do? Like, Let's think about your surroundings and what you've got with you. What could you do in this situation? Free sunshine! There's a man with an axe behind you. At this point, 
Now nah, you've got to take a lot of convincing. You have absolutely no charisma. You're an horrible God. and a mouthful of statue as well. <laughs> statue. So this guy is going to take a lot of convincing. So you need to roll higher than I think a nine. Yeah. Okay. Until even even flinch. You've rolled a fucking four. He's not flinching. He's like. Don't you think I've heard about people with axes behind me before? I'm not looking anywhere except for you. Now I want you to put your hands in the air and stop eating the statue right now. Stop eating the statue. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do? I'm going to say to him, my hands are always in the air. Everything's in the air. The air's everywhere. I'm trying to sort of do some wordplay with him. At this point, the guy is not laughing. You've he doesn't like comedy. Him. You've not. You're not a particularly charming orc, and you. Are, <laughs> your mouth is full of steel. It's full of statue steel, yeah. Full of statue steel. Do you think you're funny? Do you think you're a comedian? Do you think you could be on uh, whatever his name is, Toby Foster's comedy <laughs> open mic night down at Sheffield City Hall every other Friday? Do you think you're funny? You're not funny. Um, now, I said, again, put your hands up where I can see them. What are you going to do? I mean, there's several options, mate. You could run. You could attack. You could antagonise. What, what do you want to do to him? I think antagonise. What should I do to antagonise him? Yeah, I've you, got to choose the Your wire. poor son. <laughs> yeah, my son. No, that was a lie. <laughs> I was just oh, to get yeah, yeah, was yeah, a my lie, son's not... What orc is allergic to guacamole? Come on. Um... And also, he's not charming. How do you have a son? <laughs> Don't they procreate like by like fucking the ground? Like I start fucking the ground. I do. Right. So I take down. I take my. I unzip point, the fly on my orc shorts. His little orc shorts, and he pulls out his disgusting orc cock. Yeah. At this looks point, like the dagger. <laughs> and then he goes down to the ground. At this point, the cop believes that you're down at the ground to show that you're. Yeah. Surrendering. But then and you start thrusting. The end of your cock is also made out of cement. It's made of statue. It's, it starts puddling uh, a hole into the concrete floor. This point, the cop has had enough. He's tasering you. If you if you if I roll higher than a four you're getting tasered, son. Yeah. He doesn't You've understand really what that would do, though, does he? You've really... <laughs> well, <laughs> so Alright, well, that's an 11. He fires yeah. many volts into the oh, little yeah, yeah. orc's body, um, and you writhe around in agony. <laughs> is my cock still in the ground? Your cock is still in the ground. Harder <laughs> than ever. Oh, that was so hard. Hard. Ever been. That's ever been. And it shattered the hard cock. Absolutely shattered from the blunt force of the cement and the friction that the uh, poor Gus is uh, vibrating at. At this point, the cop says, You're coming with me. And then you say, You're not going to be coming for a long time. <laughs> he puts you in handcuffs and he throws you in the back of his police car. And I think that will about do for uh, part for the, the rest of time. The journey, to, the journey to Meadow Hell with Gus Funderbus. Uh, the first part of our many part series of Dungeons and Sandler, which will occur every four weeks.
There wasn't any Santa in it. I know, because we didn't get to fucking Meadowhall because you get fucking the ground. Oh, what? <laughs> when the only there, time he's in it's at Meadowhall. There was going to be cameo appearances. I've written a lot. I've written about all the car parks in Meadowhall, but you decided to fuck the ground. <laughs> you I'm could have said up, that these people come were being played plot. by someone I'm going to find out more about where the Sheffield Police Station is Where you're going to be taken <laughs> next time I'm going to work out your plan Can, we start, cast, can we start casting the people at least? No, who am I going to get? Could he not have been like Peter Dante, the policeman or something? Maybe he's chef from Sheffield. Right. Well, fine. Next time, I'm going to have some. Uh, we need to make it camera. relevant, at mate. Least. Honestly, I thought the journey would take you a few minutes. You were going to get that car, hotwire it, it's drive to the confusing, metal. Confusing though. No, because you started going to the wrong house and threatening <laughs> me with daggers and fucking the ground. It was a journey. I, I think should... I played it as well as I ever could have. <laughs> you did. You played it really well. I had a lot of fun and I can't wait to come back next time. Hopefully we'll meet some of Sandler's gang. The new eunuch orc. <laughs> I can't wait to see what that does to his character. Completely his penis is the new statue in Sheffield, basically. But again, uh, we're only doing this every every time it's one of my games. Uh, so you still have to do a game. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. Bought, I'll do I'm my fed own version. Oh, what? You want to start doing <laughs> The exact same thing. <laughs> It'd be so hard to keep up with. But based in Essex. I'd love oh, that, God. actually. Did you like my uh, inventiveness with this week's game? Yeah, it was. No, it was good, but it just needed to be more relevant, I think. That's that's my uh, literally my only problem. It I was going to get format. relevant. It was going to get relevant as soon as we got to Meadowall. All right. All right. right. And don't well, worry, next everyone week... Everyone listening to the Paul Blart 2 episode will be tuning back in in two weeks' time. All right. In, two, in two four episodes. weeks' time, we're going to have to catch back up with them at the... Um, at the in police station. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a what, commentary, isn't it? That's what I was hoping is that we'd we'd uh, end up it'd be Christmas and we could do some Christmas shopping at Meadowall. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Bloody right. hell. Well, it was fun. It made no sense, but it was fun at least. So, what are we going to be doing next time? Next time on the Sandler Pit, we are going to be watching and reviewing Adam Sandler's performance of his album. What the hell happened to me? Is that yes. what it's called? Yes, I think so. Let's just Google. And I could see that you were buying for time <laughs> as, you, as you were trying to say what it was. Because I was trying to work out what happens to uh, orcs when they get tasered. <laughs> so what the hell happened to me uh, with Adam? Yeah, what the hell happened to me? So this is from 1996. It's a studio album, but it was also... Is it a live show? Yeah, I'm pretty certain that he did a live show of it. I mean... I've bloody hope so if that's what our episode's about otherwise we're just reviewing a fucking album i'm trying to google it yeah an hour-long special on hbo okay cool that's pretty good then how how do we watch it i don't know we'll find it probably on youtube or something i don't really watch that many of these comedy specials but this one kind of i remember seeing it like a few years ago that it existed and i never watched it but I think after watching 100% Fresh, it kind of went up in my like anticipated list. Mm. Not massively, because we haven't watched it yet. We're like at the dregs of the podcast now. We but... really are at the dregs, aren't we? Look at the nonsense we're doing. Yeah. Talking about our dads, talking about orcs. Not even talking about... I don't think we've mentioned Adam Sandler's name. <laughs> no, no, we haven't for a while. <laughs> a couple of, <laughs> couple of weeks. <laughs> We actually won't have, because last week was a fucking Pinocchio film. Whatever. 
Whatever. It's fine. He'll be back. But yeah, next week. So it kind of makes up for having that time of not seeing him. We'll get to see him perform his whole album or whatever. You excited? Yeah, yeah I really liked 100% Fresh. I found that really funny. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see some kind of stand-up or something a little bit different to just watching uh, kind of monotonous comedy films and, yeah. and stuff. It's something a little bit different. And just young, before. unjaded Sandler as well, I guess. For the Younger. height of his Billy Madison era. Uh, a film that we've still not seen. <laughs> What's that one? Oh, it's it's a little one that I think he did in the nineties. I think it's called Billy Madison. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it's it sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> one, day. one day, maybe yeah. next year. Yeah, probably sometime next year, maybe. So, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us thesandlerpit at gmail dot com, or you can uh, get in touch with us on Instagram and Twitter at the Sandler Pit. We've also started a new podcast called Real Boys, which is with us and the musician Joe Tyrone. Uh, Famous we, musician, <laughs> Joe where, Tyrone. Where every month until we're 40, we're going to watch a, a Pinocchio film. Is that how long we're planning to do it? I think it based gets longer amount, every time that I hear about it. It's going to take us at least 10 years, I think, if we do one a month. It's well, a long time, isn't it? There you go. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll start releasing, though, yeah, once a month. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, keep an eye on our socials. Big thank you to Joe Tyrone for all your music for this podcast. Thank you to Luke Thomas for being here, for drawing. Can't wait to see your um, artistic rendition of my dad fighting a horse. Oh, I can't wait to do that. And what should I do for the cover? Um, Something from the film, I guess. I'd quite like to see your version of Paul Blart inside the suitcase, that side-on shot. <laughs> that must be quite easy, right? You just scrunched yeah. up. Him scrunched up. I'm just work. Just wondering, should I draw it as like a suitcase and then like a? I'll work something out. You'll do. You'll be able to do it just fine, mate. Yeah. And thank you very much, uh, Luke Terry, for all your editing, all your new soundscapes, uh, all your editing, especially for that game where you've just added about a hundred sound effects. I've Literally heard. sounds like Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> That's genuinely what I wanted. I was also thinking if we could have some sort of like a loot sound through. <laughs> So, so, a loot. so thank you for all your editing uh, and putting together of this and our other podcast real boys you're incredibly welcome can't wait to see you on the next episode of real boys i can't wait to record the next episode of real boys and also i guess to do the next episode of this well, the next episode of this will be good too and thank you to all our listeners i guess yeah cheers guys so yeah come back next time when we're going to be talking about what the hell happened to me and until then it's been a very happy uh, James buy from me and a very happy James buy from him we're all big we're blarts always bet on blarts